Satnam, Satnam, Satnam. Welcome, welcome. Happy full moon in Capricorn, beautiful sovereign woman. So for me, traveling to new countries is a massive expansion in my consciousness. It's a way of breaking a lot of limiting beliefs and, and thought patterns just because I get to see how other people live and co-create and the different ways that we as human beings find joy as well as find ways to be in a human experience. And let me tell you, my two weeks in Greece that I recently just came back from was exactly this in so, so many ways. And today here on the Sovereign Women Women podcast, we're going to be talking about the lessons I learned in beautiful Greece about sovereignty, what you need to know when traveling to this very sacred land, because I got a lot of questions about that, and what all of this has to do with the expansion of your consciousness, with healing, and with breaking patterns that tell you that you're anything less than God herself realizing herself to you. And this on a special day like today, the full moon in Capricorn. So welcome, 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 beautiful goddesses. Welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement podcast, where we believe all women can break patterns of ancestral karma in their lineage with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy so that they can reclaim their sovereignty in all areas of their life. Welcome to our movement. Satnam, beautiful goddesses, happy full moon in Capricorn, one of my favorite signs. And I'm not being biased because I am a Capricorn, but I am being biased. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we're, we're much more than whatever sign we're born in, of course. We, you know, science is such a precise a science and math and uh, energy uh, work that it's, of course, the sign that you were born in, but there's also like your astrology chart shows your like moon sign and like your ascending sign. And that really tells you so much more as it relates to like who you are and what you're even here to do. And so, yes, it's it's your, your main sign, but uh, the other uh, uh, signs actually affect also your personality. That's what you will never find like two exact Capricorns that have the exact same personality. But when you look at the the traits of Capricorn, I swear to you, I always joke around with people and I joke around with myself <laughs> that I am literally like a true Capricorn. So I understand this archetype very well. I understand its ambition. I understand it's getting it done, getting it uh, grounded, not, in, not, not being stopped by anything, climbing up the mountain, right? A success is inevitable type of attitude, but I can also understand the dynamics that kind of influence how that archetype can also really have us create nervous breakdowns and just wear ourselves out. And one thing is disconnect from our intuition and our heart. And so this full moon that we're here has allowed me to finally integrate and process a lot of the things that happened in Greece, which I'm still, it's a lifetime probably of processing, which is opening up my throat chakra finally, which I'm really excited to today share with you these really important lessons that I learned about sovereignty and, and thriving in today's day and time and space, this new age of Aquarius. And also share a little bit about the full moon and how you can harness this energy for your own evolution 
instead of stagnation or, or repeating patterns over and over again, because it's such an important time to be alive. And our souls like literally chose this specific time and space, which means what badasses we are to go through so much change and such quantum speed, because that's what's really happening. You know, a 26,000 year cycle that we are closing, the age of Pisces to now move into this new 26,000 year cycle of the age of Aquarius, which again, so many spiritual traditions spoke about. It wasn't just one. And as we move through these changes, how we relate to the world and how we actually use our own innate power to create bigger things than even our ancestors have created is going to be key. But that's going to rely on you being able to allow an old self to die and to learn to not just rely on the logical mind, but to work also with the heart. Because that is what this lunation, this full moon in Capricorn is all about. Full moon in Capricorn. Capricorn is you governing yourself, governments, right? It's leadership. It's it's how you show to, up to the world. It's reputation. It's definitely business. Yet cancer is the complete opposite. We're in cancer season. And cancer sitting across from the sun. You got Capricorn uh, sitting across from the moon. And cancer is emotional. Cancer is all about not the logical mind, but your heart. So how do you balance the both? And this is not new age talk. This is true sovereignty because this is what our ancestors truly knew that we have forgotten but we are remembering it and being in Greece really made this so true and clear and this is a kind of just conviction I come back with and this like feels like I was just charged up with this energy of God realization self-realization which is is really what we're all here ultimately to do whether you do it in this lifetime or you give it a few lifetimes that's up to you totally up to you there's no rush but we know too much, especially if you're listening to this, this video or this broadcast. And if you are also practicing ancient practices like Kundalini Yoga, meditation, to change your destiny, to instead of repeat the karmic patterns of your lineage of pain, abuse, lack, toxic relationships, addiction, and to give your power away to thinking that you're a victim or you're being punished to them, instill new practices that are actually ancient that change that whole trajectory for your soul and for your lineage because when you heal yourself you heal seven generations before and seven generations after you so this full moon is like okay i'm a human being i'm a, I'm a spirit an infinite soul having this human experience and how do i balance using the power of my logical healed mind which so many people lack because there's no inner work right so we don't have a logical mind. We usually don't have a, a healed nervous system. Our nervous system is, is broken because it doesn't know how to self-regulate itself because of all the trauma it's been through when, because of the stress of life, right? Stress is not bad, but if you don't know how to process it, it messes the nervous system. Of course, we know cortisol, addiction to the body. We become addicted to cortisol, which then of course is, is, is just a rippling effect of all of the other si uh, side effects that become really huge problems in our life. So if we don't have our ability to live in high frequency emotions, which is gratitude, which is uh, compassion, not feeling sorry, compassion, awareness, 
neutrality instead of judging because we don't have a stable nervous system, then we're never in what we call hard coherence. And hard coherence is more powerful than the, the logical mind because hard coherence is when you are in harmony, your nervous system is in harmony with the present moment. And how many people lack the ability to even be in the present moment for even a moment, for like for a second? There's uh, so many books and podcasts out there right now that talk about the real problem that it is attention and how so many are being diagnosed with ADHD and ADD and how there's a reason why there is a growth in that right now. And it has nothing to do with needing a pharmaceutical or some kind of outside help. It has to do with the fact that we're consuming so much information in today's technology age that our brains are frying, our nervous systems are crashing. And if you haven't done the inner work to heal the trauma as that you went through as a child, your brain was already very fried and in itself is like emotional abuse creates like physical like damage to the brain so that these times are even more difficult for those that haven't done the work to heal from whatever happened to them as a child or from whatever ancestral karmic patterns they've inherited like the susceptibility to depression anxiety suicide addiction that runs in your lineage and it's something that has been passed down through the DNA in your nervous system, then this is more important. The inner work is more important for you at this point in stage because this, there is no magic pill. And what we've been more doing to heal this is only creating more and more problems. So your biggest flex, your biggest priceless tool is your nervous system. That's going to that's your pharmacy, but it's your ability to manifest, to co-create, to live in mindful, more mindful, conscious awareness, to control the mind instead of the mind controlling you and using you as a slave. Because when that happens, then we are emotional. And this is the, this being cancer season, cancer opens up our emotions. And, you know, this full moon in, in Capricorn, it's sitting across some really challenging aspects also in the cosmos. Like it's also conjunct Pluto, Pluto is like the destroyer. Pluto is literally, you, we are seeing the peak of the second Pluto return for the United States of America. So every 246 years, there is a what is called a Pluto return. And this only happens to like corporations or, or countries when, when they are uh, created, like uh, when the uh, Declaration of Independence was created in 1776, Pluto was at a specific position. Well, 246 years later is what is known as a Pluto return. And unless you could be 246 years, you, you're probably not going to experience this. But corporations and like uh, countries that experience something like this, it's a complete destruction of, and, and, and of showing where there is abuse of power, abuse of government, the Pluto uh, return. And the Pluto destruction has been in Capricorn since 2008. And 2008 is the government. So there's been like a band-aid and it's exposing everything. It's exposing the abuse in, the, in wealth and economy and health. All of this is being exposed. It's, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's almost like karma is due and you don't have to, you never have to take revenge against your enemies. In fact, if you prey upon anybody who you believe has hurt you, you're actually using 
alchemizing that energy that that is being used to lower your frequency you're you're transmuting it and transforming it and you can use that as a spiritual power instead of let it bring you down and so like if some especially if you feel angry about something that's happening in the world right now unless you were born your soul was born incarnated to work on that and, and serve in that manner then you need to stay focused on what your purpose is here to do because you'll be more more impactful and then you also need to learn to release the judgment right and not give that your attention because the thing about these lessons that we're learning right now is is that we can have that compassion for ourselves we can do that for the world and for whatever anyone is going through instead of creating more attack and keep the pattern going so it's very important right now to learn how to self-regulate the nervous system, the emotions that are coming up, right? Because there's so much mass transformative change. And I was just telling my community the other day, it's almost like you're in this process of grieving this old life, this old self, as well as like stepping into this new phase, right? And again, because karma is due, you don't have to worry about revenge, Really just your worry or focus on your soul's evolution and allow yourself to be all that doesn't serve you anymore to be destroyed around you because Pluto is going to do it anyways. And it's conjunct the moon today. We also have Chiron, the wounded healer, who is going retrograde right around this lunation. And Chiron, the wounded healer, has been doing its work in Aries, which is a very fiery sign. It's, it's literally ripping the band-aids off and, and it, it exposes your deepest inner child wound. This, this wound, you probably have had it in many lifetimes. And, and the lesson is always going to be unconditional love. It's now we know too much, you know, and Christ's consciousness is, is allowing ourselves to awaken, to do the work of forgiveness and acceptance to change the patterns of our thought systems to in order to create miracles because miracle is a shift in perception but we have to heal the nervous system and and bring to awareness those thought systems that still keep us in these loops of lack of forgiveness that keep us in the pattern of repeating the lesson over and over and over again so when we do this work this deep healing work of changing the patterns especially as it relates to those things that we haven't forgiven, then what starts to happen is you start to create bridges and you start to connect the heart with the mind. And you create these bridges that then allow you to move through love, compassion, intuition. You're basically what is known as uh, emotionally intelligent. You know, there's so many people that go through the same thing, but not everybody responds to it in the same way. And we all have the tools now to learn how to process, heal, to change the subconscious mind. And this is what this full moon is asking us. Like full moons bring the shadows to the light. So wherever you're being challenged in your life right now with someone, with the situation, especially if it keeps repeating, you're gonna need really self-honesty, self-awareness, rigorous self-awareness with a lot of compassion and ask the questions of how you are playing a part in the creation of this. And are you willing to see it differently as this full moon is bringing it to the light? Because this is the beauty of the wounds being brought to the light, of the shadows being brought to light, the Chiron band-aid being torn off. Because 
if you really want to enter into this new phase of your life, you don't want to bring that old baggage with you. I mean, one of the biggest programs that I see that is absolutely needing to be released right now is the hustler mentality, the massive action. When there's not enough action in the world you can take, if you haven't first aligned with your purpose, with your soul's calling, with your intuition, we know, we know too much and we don't want to sell out in this lifetime. We, we're here to create impact legacy and all of us are realizing how powerful we are and we want to step into that. Well, you can't do that if you're bringing all this stuff with you. It's like, it is so true and it might be cliche, but the manifestation of your dreams happen when you become that, that you are seeking. So like, just in layman terms, if you were to, your manifestation, your intention was to become a millionaire, you have to first act like a millionaire, which means you have to change your mindset about money, your mindset about millionaires. And to do that, you've got to do the shadow work and sit and comfortable with those shadows that have been programmed in you about the money. You can't jump over that. We can spiritually bypass because even if we did a lot of massive action to accumulate the money, you would, you wouldn't be able to be a frequency to sustain it and to grow the wealth. That's why you hear a lot of people that like win the lottery, they're back to zero within a year or two, because it's not just about the action to manifest it. Can you sustain the frequency and can you continue to evolve and grow, which means you have to do it in alignment with your soul, with your intuition. And that's what this, full moon is and it's going to help us balance out it can i use my logical mind of my life my foundation the capricorn gold energy of my success is inevitable but i just need to get clear on what it is like this week in our community we've had so much evidence of how there has been prayer and how that prayer has manifested exactly the way they want what they wanted it's not how but exactly how what they wanted just through prayer and it's not a prayer of begging it's a conviction it's a it's a self-realization of your power which is some of the things i'm going to talk about today which is what i realized in grace so be aware let the full moon show you the shadow and ask the bigger question what can i learn from this where is this that i am resisting or rejecting in someone how is that maybe in me can I be courageous enough to actually see that? So go back to those meditative ask questions and then you'll be able to really discover what this woman is trying to tell you. And yes, I will save this live. I, this is going to be an upload in, in our podcast so you can catch it there as well, the replay, and also on Facebook. Thanks for the questions on this. And so that takes us to our next subject. And I'll tie it back to the full moon as we come back here, which is a Greece. And so uh, recently, I just came back literally like a week. It feels like thousands of years ago, but it was only like a week ago that I came back. And honestly, I just needed so much integration time. Like for me, traveling is like, it's, an, it's I've, I've been to Peru and I've worked with plant medicine, psychedelics, like Mother Ayahuasca. I've worked with the mushrooms. I've worked with San Pedro. And, and, and they are a, a medicine, they're tools that like have been used for thousands of years by our ancestors for the expansion of your consciousness and for the healing purposes of your soul and spirit. Because ultimately every, every illness we have is a spiritual illness. 
it's it's an energy uh, situation and and traveling to me is the same thing without needing the medicine the plants and 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 i'll actually access to these plants actually just became more easier it's going to become very much so legal in the very near future there's been a great organization that i always talk about which is the multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies that has been doing the holy work of research and doing it all legally so that it's been through the process since the 80s believe it or not through the process of testing and all these different um uh, results they've been getting with especially people that have severe mental health issues like veterans and suicidal uh, type patients and since the 80s they've been working to provide these this data to the FDA which approves these types of works to be legal and now we're here in 2022 and we're like in the last phase of the approval process so very very soon you're going to see clinics and pharmacies where you're going to be able to use these medicines for the purpose of healing. So there's a lot to look forward to. This is a big renaissance that we're going through, which Greece to me symbolized the birth of renaissance of a new consciousness of humanity. Because when I went to the Peruvian jungle and I worked with Mother Ayahuasca in in one of the ceremonies, I saw these like ceremonies that would happen. I just didn't know where, where it was. And through the people that I was there, we, should, we would share in our circle what would happen in our ceremony with, our, with Mother Ayahuasca. And somebody had mentioned these Elisunian mysteries that actually occurred in, uh, in Greece. So when I came back from, from uh, the jungle, I was like in conviction to learn everything I could about the Elisunian mysteries because I really felt that it was the same thing that I had experienced in, these, in the Amazon jungle. And so when I came back from the Amazon jungle, I studied everything I could about the Alessonian mysteries, which were these ceremonies where people from all walks of life, it was, it was like what's happening right now. It was a big renaissance in art, in science, in math. Um, and there were these ceremonies that everybody in the world would, as allowed to come once in their lifetime. Some people would come a couple more times, some some studies show while others say it was only once in their lifetime but they had to prepare for these mysteries or these ceremonies they were secret you went through it but you couldn't talk about it and you couldn't say what happened there what they gave you but basically it, it was held in ancient greece and they would do two two ceremonies the first one it was like a preparation like it happened in march i believe and in that one they would start to prepare you so you had to like go under a dieta, a specific like uh, food capacity and, and meditation work and all this stuff, which is how, what, if you're going to really do plant medicine, this, that's, or, and now legally when it becomes legal, there's a process, right? Like you have to, you can't just like practice plant medicine and, and expect amazing results if you don't follow these procedures, which is like cleanse yourself, purify yourself. Like people that are on pharmaceuticals, it's very dangerous to like, use plant medicine if you haven't cleansed yourself from and detached from that like people can have psychosis so it's you have to do like you have to be also very conscious about all that stuff so they would do that too they would cleanse themselves purify and then they would come back like in october i believe and that's when the actual ceremony would happen and in these ceremonies they would come in and they would experience something and some people have done some research where they believe 
they may have used mushroom and some kind of tea that has the psychedelic mushroom. Other people, you know, they just ask them, they, no one really knows because you could, you were sworn to secrecy. You literally couldn't talk about it. But people like Plato went and participated in these ceremonies. And, and it was what is known as the elixir of life. And I was, that's exactly what I experienced when I went to the, the Amazon jungle, the elixir of life with, to me, Mother Ayahuasca, like giving me this key to the awareness of so much of what it is to be a, a spirit having this human experience. But I still had to learn how to honor that here in the physical body. And it was like, it was a lot of spiritual healing that happened. And, and it was so much similarities that I thought this is what people are seeking. And this is what people are going to find. And, and we're going to be in this renaissance again. And that's exactly what happened. And this is what's happening right now is, and so I was so infatuated with the Eleusinian mysteries that I knew that I was going to go to Greece one day. I just didn't know when. And this year it just all opened up. It was really mysterious how it all happened, but we ended up being guided to, we, first of all, for those that are traveling, um, I, as a, as a family, we never go to like the, the places where all the tourists go. We always purposely pick places that are more, that are more where you can find the actual locals, the culture, the real experience of living there, right? And honestly, we are, we're always kind of, we just use our intuition. And this time we were guided to this island, Creta, because there's a lot of different islands in Greece. So you get to like Athens, which is the capital. And then you, from there, most people will go to a few of the islands because it's really popular for the Europeans to come and vacation there. And of course, you got people from the United States now too. And it was really busy, ladies. Uh, it was, they told us that it was actually ex more than they've ever seen in June. The busiest days to months to go are July and August. However, the travel started, like the tribal high, hype started since June. And it was, it was busy in the airport. So you need to be there firmly just because you don't want to like miss your flight because of the long lines and things like that. But, you know, for me, I kept seeing the number 444. And honestly, I have faith and nothing never really crazy happens to us. It doesn't matter if things are burning down around us and all of this stuff. Like, it's just always, like, pleasant. It's, so it's your attitude. If you have go with an attitude of fun and faith, of gratitude, you heal that nervous system. And you're going to just attract really great experiences around you. And so... Um, we, most people will go to like Santorini or they'll go to Mykonos, which are two other islands after you land in, in Greece and Athens, which is the capital, or you can go straight to Santorini. But we were guided to this island known as Creta. And Creta is the second biggest island in all of the loop of islands. And, and, and I really thought that was the perfect island because it is very diverse. So you not only have like the beautiful pristine beaches like we went to this one beach called Elefanisi which is like one of the five best beaches in the world it was like pink sand and the water was like oh, like turquoise and it was just so beautiful and that one like what we did is when we landed in Athens we then got a flight from Athens to then go to Creta and that was only like 45 minutes so it's like going from Phoenix to Vegas super easy and then when we got to Creta, we rented a car. And we, we for those of you who have asked, we thought we had needed an international um, 
driver's license, which you can get at a AAA for like 40 bucks. We've got one and you don't even need one. So we, we actually left, we, they never asked us for it, but I still took it. It's always worth it. And you can just get one at AAA for $40. But we rented a car and the cars are just like here, just make sure you, you, you ask for an automatic if you want an automatic, they're also gonna give you a stick shift. So make sure you rent it right. Pre-rented, I pre-rented it online because I don't, I don't want to deal with um, the pricing when I got there. So I use always like a, a, a national or global company, like a big company, um, like, like a Hertz or one that you recognize from the United States because those smaller ones, you just never know when you get there, like if they're going to change their fees or they're going to add all this other stuff. So we, we picked up our car right when we landed in Creta. And then the beauty of Creta is that it has the beaches. It has like the 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 jungly area it has the the um, drier area it has the city it has also like um, like the most beautiful wineries you know like I don't drink wine or I, drink, I don't drink alcohol but it's still amazing to go there and to see and to experience the um, food and all this other stuff that that still is all organic and that's the cool thing about Creta that people don't realize that they don't bring anything into the island everything is grown there it's like a huge farm like the whole, everywhere on the island you can grow amazing food so you don't they're not paying big dollars for things to be shipped to them which is what happens like in the hawaiian islands so like when we go to hawaiian islands we never go to the one that everyone goes to which is oahu we don't go to the touristy places we've been there two times three times now three times and we, we always go to, our favorite one is the smallest one, Kauai. And it's the where you're going to find the locals and the most culture. And it's actually really, really beautiful. And then our second favorite one is Maui. And then there's Kona, the big island. And then there's Oahu. Well, we don't go to Oahu ever because that's the most touristy. Just really, the vibe is so different. And we go to the other three, right? But it's so different in the Hawaiian Islands, the food. Everything there is much more expensive because they have to ship everything into the island. They don't grow everything, not everything on the island, especially like the stuff that you would get in America because it's, it's an American island, right? The Americans took it over, but they um, like stuff like you would think like Costco stuff or things like that. It's more expensive you know, because they have to ship it in by boat, not in Creta. Creta, everything is grown there. And everything's organic and oh my gosh, the other thing is the people are so nice. Like and they love people from Mexico. They do kind of have they have like this a couple of like not so good negative things that were said about like the Americans. Like they said that a couple one time like we're known for like a lot of school shootings, which is really sad. Um and just I think a, a more of a sense of entitlement, like the Europeans can be. And and I think they would, what they would comment is like the people from Mexico are just much more friendly. And, and the reason is, is because we're very much like the Greeks. The Greeks are family oriented. They hug, you know, we would go into like stores in our little car and we just pick what beach we're going to go to or where, what cave. We visited some of the most majestic caves in the world. One where um, the god Zeus was said to have been born. And like, we would just stop by these little stores, little coffee shops to get like a snack or whatever. And they were like so nice. And like, they would hug us and take us into their kitchen and show us things. And honestly just felt like so safe. And so like, 
at home like and I've, I've actually talked to a few more people that have gone to this island and they said that that's the one where they would actually see themselves living because just like the people in the vibe is like so chill and everything was like so delicious and, and you get to see so many things of the island and like I said beautiful beaches as well as like you know you still get to see like these really amazing little villages like my favorite one was the village of Hania it's like a Venetian old village like the vibe in the nighttime and it's really good restaurants and it's really affordable I mean it's like higher end restaurants and you it's just so cool like if we're just walking in in, in the evenings and you know, having like gelato and like, it's just amazing. So we, we absolutely fell in love with Creta and we're so happy that we went there. And from there, we went back to Athens, which is in, that's the capital of Greece. We flew back, we stayed in Creta for a week and then we went back to Athens and we stayed there for another five days. And I thought that was a perfect amount of time. There's a lot to do in Athens, like um, uh, museums if you're to museums we're like museum geeks and we love to go to all of them still the best museum we've ever been to is the one in uh, Mexico de Efe, Distrito, uh, de Efe and man that is Mexico City that's the most beautiful and most amazing museum ever but this was a cool museum we went to two actually there and the most amazing thing you're going to see of course there in the capital is the Acropolis which is actually the mountain that where the Pantheon, and I always mess that up, sits, which is like this temple that was created for the goddess Athena. And she was the most loved goddess. There used to be like a gold actual statue of her inside these temples. These temples are majestic. They are out of this world. And that was one of the intentions I made this year. Like I really want to go back to like places where I can connect back to like these ancient ruins and ancient ancestors because like even when I went to Mexico, Distrito Federal in Mexico City, when we went to Teotihuacan, there was like a just, I felt like an upgrade of, of consciousness, of conviction, of, of, of connection to my intuition and God. And, and these places are so sacred and they, they have so much energy because everything has energy and, and, and what has transpired on this lands carries energy. So there's so much of of, of upgrade of your consciousness downloads you can get you can harness the energy of the gods themselves that 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 experience these lands and so there's the temple of, of, of Athena that sits right at the top of course it doesn't have the gold anymore a lot of people went in there and destroyed it there was um, it, uh, some country, another country the Ottomans came and took over once and burned a lot of these temples at one point, Christians came in and took over uh, the temple and, and they called the temple of Athena. The, they made it into a church for Mother Mary. So like they went, it's been through a lot and now they're just like trying to keep it restored. But it is majestic. It's life changing. It's And I was always so interested in going there because of the Ellisonian mysteries. And, and being there was like, a, a psychedelic trip it was like it was like if I was drinking mother ayahuasca because it was just like the energy you were transpired there and that's the thing that I wanted to share with you all today like two of the biggest realizations that I actually had being there like there was so much wisdom that it was downloaded the vibe in Athens is so cool and people are so chill and they're so nice and and it's just a different life a completely different life which opens up your 
I love my kids have always traveled since they were super small, since they were young. And I actually really love that because it opens up their consciousness and their and what possibilities of what they could do with their life. And like one of the things that is their intention is for them to they're 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 very focused in in jujitsu and they're like warriors, you know, they they train a lot, they get up in the morning at four in the morning and they go to the gym with their dad and then you know, they go to jiu-jitsu in the evening after a long day's work. And one of the things that they want to do is to like practice jiu-jitsu throughout the world and different um, gyms, right? And they were able to do that there while we were there in, in Greece, right? And so it was it's, it was a blessing to be able to, to see that, you know, whatever you set your intentions to, you can actually accomplish. And I, that's like the big message of, of, of going to Greece and um, the expansion of my mind and consciousness that kind of occurred as well because I think first the first part that I think that was really obvious like I said I am still processing so much because so much happened and there's a series of things that happened in such synchronistic order that it was like wow I really need to remember this lesson but one thing like being there is remembering that we really are God herself realizing herself through us you know, in, in all of ancient traditions, in Egypt, in, in uh, um, definitely Greece, wherever in India, wherever there has been that representation of multiple gods, when religion was created, religion came and literally defaced and, and destroyed the images of these different gods in, in an effort to make us forget that that's what we are. And, and I feel like it was, it's almost like there, of course, there's this one central Godhead, right? This, this unconditional love that, that's expressing herself through us. But it's almost like what they realized was that like they, God also appointed his, his, her people. You know, Jesus Christ said, we're all sons of God, not just he is. And we, we get that wrong through religion, but that we have like this, this power to, to realize that and to, and to do these great things that our ancient ancestors did, because I think, you know, you look back and you're, why can't we figure out how these temples were created? How did they have such advanced technology that these temples are created through sacred geometry and they align specifically with the cosmos in a certain time and space? Like, it's pretty pretty amazing right if they didn't have airplanes or if they didn't have the geometry and tools that we have now how did they do this one theory is that it's done through sound frequency through through mantra chanting and i can definitely see how that is how that would happen and here we are now in the age of aquarius where we have tools like access to these sacred mantras and chants and kundalini yoga that can get us to those states of frequency where we can realize the God within and use these incredible powers within us. And a lot of people think that sounds far-fetched. And I think so many people are just trying to survive their day that that's, that's our problem. That's the second thing of the realization I have. First is we don't realize that we're God ourselves because we would have to take accountability account for all of our life. And we don't want to do that. And then the second part is we play too small as human beings. We, we have these goals and a lot of people are realizing how unhappy they are making. They're making them more, you know, we, we want the house, the kids, the relationship, the houses, and then we'll be happy. And 
what this whole awakening, what this whole era is about is, I'm not saying that those things are evil or you shouldn't have them. Quite in fact, being poor doesn't serve anybody or not having prosperity or wealth, whatever prosperity is for you is not helping you or your ability to deliver us of your purpose. But when we associate our value or our happiness with that outside of us, we're going to have a problem because it's never going to make you fulfilled, right? So if we start from within and we first realize we are God herself, we're remembering that. And we have tools like Kundalini Yoga, like A Course in Miracles, Spiritual Psychotherapy, which I've been a student of for, for since 2008, I think, and teaching it for more than three years now. So like we have these tools that help us realize that so that we can co-create humbly we can use our power for creation instead of destruction. And we can learn to activate the most advanced technology that exists, which is our heart coherence and ability to heal. So we can live in these higher states of consciousness, of gratitude, of, of faith, right? And then we can use that to heal, to serve, to, to lead, to lead with the Christ consciousness, not just talk about Christ and how great he was, but walk in that truth and forgiveness, right? And then not playing so small. We have to stop being that, that caterpillar that looks up at the butterfly and says, oh, that'll never be me. I'll never get into one of those. And we have to start taking accountability of our power. It's like Marianne Williamson says, it's not our... It's not our darkness that makes us afraid. It's actually our light and our power because we've had the same story program over and over again of our trauma, of our weaknesses, of our shame, our guilt. It's like it's become an addiction. We got to change that pattern and stop playing small and everything else will come with it. If you seek to live at the greatness of Buddha, of Christ, that's what a sovereign woman does, right? If you seek to believe that that power lies in you and then you apply the work to get there because Buddha and Christ had to do that, then your success is not only inevitable, but your liberation, your peace, sovereignty. That's what I call changing the pattern. And we do this through tools that have already been given to us in this time and space. So coming back from Greece, it was so, I was in so much, I guess, conviction of my path where I'm going of, of knowing that I'm being guided by something higher and bigger than me that I can't even explain sometimes because there is no expression of God and and also this this passion to bring others along the ride for them to truly realize the God within the divinity and to stop playing small and go all in in this lifetime and that's what it means to be a sovereign woman and there's going to be so many more opportunities coming down the pipeline for you to join us in our group coaching community, Sovereign Women Academy, which is where we go deep into this type of inner healing work. And we change those patterns at the root, at the DNA. We start to awaken our own divinity and become powerful assets and alchemical agents in what we create in this world. And ultimately, uncoiling the limitless potential that lives within us and that is ready to be used as a creative force in this world that's called dharma purpose right 
And there's going to be an opportunity also to join my membership community. But right now, I do want to let you know about a contest that's happening right now until the next week, which is one of our community members, Becky Mejia. Big shout out to you, sister. She's been with us since the first time I launched the Sovereign Women Academy. And it's been such an honor to work with her because she's like the true uh, poster child of what happens when you do the inner work. There's been so much transformation and healing and radiance. I was telling her, oh my gosh, you're just like so radiant and beautiful and gorgeous. And you're exuding this. It's just something you can't buy. Something you, something you can't put on with makeup or something like that. And, and she's been such an incredible, powerful uh, woman in, in my life. Like just an inspiration with everything that she has transmuted and transformed. And she, she's gone through the academy and she once already sponsored a two-month membership from a uh, scholarship to join us at our membership community, which is uh, a beginner's way for you to start to learn the SWC method, which is Kodoni Yoga Therapy and a Spiritual Psychotherapy, A Course of Miracles. And once again, she's come around and she's once again uh, sponsored yet another scholarship for two months for someone else to join us as well. So from now until next week, next Thursday, because now I'll be coming live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2.22 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thanks for the suggestion on my poll and my stories I asked. That was one of, one of the things that came in and I liked it. I'm running with it. And uh, so I, not this next Thursday, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, I will be sharing who the winner is for you to enter and join us for two months complimentary. Thanks to our, our community sister, Becky Mejia, for donating the scholarship. You can go to veronicabarraganim.com forward slash scholarship. There is a link in my bio on Instagram, veronicabarraganim.com forward slash scholarship. And there is a few questions in there to answer. Answer the questions. There, the submission will come to me. And then, like I said, we'll just pull a winner next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. And then you can join us for a couple months. And you can get uh, a little bit of a taste of what I'm talking about as it relates to the SWC method. To change these patterns. To, you know, we need to be able to get to the root so we don't back go back to them. So we don't go back to our tendencies of abandoning ourselves, of, of getting back into that lack mindset or not being able to use the power of our intuition and our heart because of this cognitive energy. So you'll be able to really experience kind of at a beginner's level. So like if you've never meditated, you've never practiced any type of yoga, you've never practiced uh, any type of spiritual psychotherapy, this is a great way for you to start. So big shout out to Becky Mejia for sponsoring the scholarship and enter ladies you do have to enter you do have to fill out those questions and the reason it is is because that's going to be the energy exchange it's you actually filling out that application and making the effort to actually do that because when there's exchange like that you also take it more seriously and you do the work to actually get the results so go to veronica forward slash scholarship and i will remind you all again about it next tuesday which we're going to talk a little bit more 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 about this type of work like how do we break these patterns how do they show up in my life how do i start to heal them 
All of these are questions that have come through from you, so continue to send them my way. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer about this type of inner healing work, you can also DM me, or of course, you know where to find me, also on Facebook, and email me. Have a really, really blessed, prosperous full moon in Capricorn. This is a time of setting the foundations, strong, hard coherence with the logical mind, the ability to execute and to make it happen in this 3D, in this reality. So run with that energy. Get clear on what it is you're creating. Allow those wounds as they're being exposed to process by learning how to become aware of them and being compassionate. And then integrate those tools that are going to help you change the subconscious mind, help you bring you to a state of acceptance and ultimately forgiveness so that you don't have to keep repeating them in your life. Have a blessed, again, beautiful full moon in Capricorn. I'll see you all again next week for another live on Tuesday at 2 to 2 p.m. Mountain Scout Time. Satnam and be blessed.